Welcome back guys. Uh, we took a little bit of a long break there, uh, a little holiday, just to revamp, to refresh, to self-care, and I'm really excited to share everything that we have planned in 2020 for you guys. Um, we're going to have a lot more guest interviews, um, try out some different formatting, just you know, see where life takes us. I'm excited. I'm excited to go on this journey. I'm excited to go on this journey with you, um, our precious listeners. So honestly, thank you. Thank you for tuning in and for sharing us with your friends and your families. And we're trying to make it even easier for you to do so. We're more active on our Instagram page at Blender Kitchen, and we're tweeting more often on our Twitter at Blender KTCHN Pod. And now it's even easier to find the recipes that we talk about in every episode on our new website. That's autumnsprout.wixsite.com/slash Blender Kitchen Pod. Um, the links for that will be in our bios, both on Instagram and Twitter, and of course in the description of every episode. Um, today, I thought, you know, it's right after the new year, a lot of us are starting new, fresh, healthy routines. We're going to take a little bit of a detour from our usual food um, based, non-medical based podcast and dip our toes into the waters of nutrition. Come, let us sally forth on this journey of health and wellness. So this isn't necessarily a specific food, um, but nutrition is something I do feel passionate about in my personal life outside of this podcast, and I am not a dietitian or a nutritionist, nor am I a doctor, um, so none of this is medical advice. Uh, none of it may even be advice that talks to you. In fact, none of it is advice. We're just looking into the history of nutrition and how things have changed throughout the years because I think it's important to be armed with information as you try to move forward in new healthy ways and at least for myself a lot of things were a little bit confusing you know how do you pick exactly what you should be eating and how much of it to eat and what what is good and what's bad and what's good fat and bad fat and how many carbs should I intake should I be intaking any carbs at all and should I go Mediterranean should I do keto paleo it's it's so hard to keep up with the trends now, you know, and I just wanted to help you, my dear listener, and myself slog through some of these, some of these terms. So let's get down to it. What is nutrition? Nutrition is a study of nutrients and other substances in food that are required for a living organism to maintain uh, life. This really relates to all of life, health, growth, reproduction, quality, just all of those things. It looks at um, food intake, food absorption, biosynthesis, which is the process that your body uh, takes in food and turns it into energy, 
um, excretion, assimilation, which is how well your cells absorb nutrients, uh, and catabolism. Catabolism? Difficult. Uh, but basically, that's the study of the metabolic pathways and their functions. Uh, basically, how your cells disperse the energy throughout your body. Which honestly seemed wildly uh, fascinating. Um, it's difficult to say exactly how long we've been talking about nutrition as we know it today because I think for as long as humans have been around there's always been um, you know people who were looking for the best way to help their fellow humans live the best lives they possibly could um, so we're not going to get too deep into the history of nutrition in terms of where it started. We're just going to go over the very basics so we have uh, a nice f foundation going forward into the history of diets, which is actually what we're going to focus on. So nutrition looks at a couple of different things. It looks at macronutrients, which are nutrients that provide energy. These are your carbs, your fats, your proteins. It looks at micronutrients, um, which are nutrients that support metabolism. These are your vitamins and minerals. Now, a well-balanced diet will provide all of the vitamins, minerals, carbs, fats, and proteins that you need to survive as a healthy human being without the need for vitamin supplements. Um, now that's, if your doctor has said that you need to be taking vitamins, then on, listen to your doctor above all, rather than some random woman on a podcast, you know, that you heard once. Um, definitely work with your doctor, um, to find the best health plan for you, food plan for you, um. But it's good to understand exactly what what you're looking at, you know? And if you have all across the board, many people disagree on what kinds of diets um, are the best for people. And in this term, we use diet as just a, a manner of eating, a methodology of, of cooking, and not uh, a method to lose weight, per se. Um but everyone agrees if you are eating a balanced diet every day, you know, you're not going to need vitamin and, and um, nutritional supplements. In that same vein, it's important to note an incorrect balance of macronutrients and micronutrients can provide a whole entire host of medical problems that we are not going to get in depth with. Um, among those, blindness, anemia, scurvy, um, it can cause issues with preterm and stillbirths, uh, which sounds, you know, just awful. Uh, it can cause a congenital iodine deficiency, but likewise, an excess of nutrients can cause a lot of issues as well, um, 
can cause obesity, it can cause uh, metabolic syndrome, which is a combination of obesity, high blood pressure, high triglycerides, and low HDLs, which just means like your cholesterol levels are all out of whack. Um, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and osteoporosis. Um, undernutrition also has its uh, its dangers. Uh, there's a disease called wasting, which I looked well into this because I couldn't honestly believe that this is still like a modern term. But no, it's if you're not getting enough nut nutrients on the daily basis, macro and micro. Your, your body begins to eat away at itself, and it's referred to as wasting. Um, you can suffer from acute malnutrition. You can develop a protein deficiency. So it's really important to be getting in the proper nutrition um, in your diet as you maybe set in some of those new health goals for 2020. Um, that being said... There are a couple of medical disorders that I wanted to just highlight uh, in our episode because I think obviously every episode we talk about food, but in this particular one we're talking more uh, about diet overall and it can be a difficult topic for many of us um, to discuss. I, I just wanted to talk about some of the top eating disorders. Now, if you or a loved one um, is dealing with an eating disorder or you think that you or a loved one may be dealing with an eating disorder, there are many resources available at the National Eating Disorders Association. Um, and that link is up on our website. You know, yeah, you only have one you. And we talk a lot about self-care in here, but it's important to, to know that um, we all have struggles. I also, my, I'm not perfect. I also struggle with good eating habits um, myself. And it's important to know that there's help available. And, you know, you don't have to go through this alone. Um, among the eating disorders are anorexia, which I think a lot of people assume that is the only eating disorder. This eating disorder has a huge obsessive compulsive disorder component. Um, anorexia is when a person restricts themselves from intaking um, food, calories, um, nutrients, uh, which results in wasting. Uh, bulimia nervosa, um, which is when a person takes in nutrients but forces themselves to regurgitate it. Uh, binge eating disorder. This is where a person sits down and eats um, obsessively or uncontrollably for a period of time and then also has periods of time where they take in no food or no nutrients. Pika, which is an urge to eat inedible things. Um, rumination disorder. This is a disorder where a person regurgitates their food after they've already chewed it. They rechew it and then they swallow it or spit it out. Uh, adults with uh, this disorder may restrict the amount of food they eat, especially in public, which can lead to malnutrition. Um, there is an eating disorder that I wanted to bring 
more attention to because it's not as widely known. I think it's uh, it's easier for this one to kind of fly under the radar as just, oh, I'm not hungry or, you know, I just don't eat a lot. And that is avoidant or restrictive food intake disorder, also known as ARFID. This was previously known as feeding disorder of infants and infancy and early childhood, and it was a diagnosis for children seven years of age um, or under. But now that uh, we have more information, uh, doctors know that this can develop typically in infancy and persist on into adulthood. It's equally common across the um, all genders of the population. Um, this disorder is characterized by a lack of interest in eating or a distaste for certain smells, tastes, textures, colors, or temperatures of food. Um, it prevents uh, a person from eating sufficient calories to support um, well, their life as a human. Um, their eating habits uh, may interfere with their ability to function normally in society. Um, in adults, it will lead to weight loss. In children, it can lead to weight loss, as well as poor development uh, for their heightened age. Nutritional deficiencies um, can develop, or it can lead to dependence on supple supplements or um, tube feeding. This is more than just being picky. This doesn't really include... Uh, situations where there's a lack of certain foods available to be eaten, and it doesn't include uh, restrictions from certain foods or um, fasting for certain reasons for religious or cultural purposes. Um, this is barring all of those reasons. So again, you know, our focus here is really just a general getting a general understanding of how uh, nutrition works and how that plays in and and different um, challenges to to eating a nutritious and a healthy way so let's get into the meat and potatoes so to so to speak and that is dieting now Typically, nutritional guidelines come from a person's government organization because that's typically the people that have the money um, to be doing research to determine what is the best way to eat. Uh, the focus lately has been on just maintaining a healthy weight. Um, I personally think there's more to it than just a healthy weight. Um, I think it's important to have a good quality of life as well. And I think if you're eating well for your body, a healthy weight will follow. And it shouldn't just be a focus on a certain weight because I think that's uh, dangerous as well. In the United States, there's a focus on whole fruits, a variety of vegetables with a focus on seasonal vegetables, uh, whole grains and varied proteins. There's a, um, it's encouraged to have uh, dairy every day with a focus on fat-free or low-fat dairy options. Um, I think it's important to note that when you are getting 
nutritional recommendations from your government that it's it's obviously produced by scientists whose usual best interest is just the betterment of human society, but that there are also private organizations and individuals, at least here in America, that do present information uh, to the government to try and influence them to to make rulings that are favorable for their industries. For example, the dairy industry is very active in politics, and so it makes sense that the U.S. government would say that it's important to have dairy every day. Now, that said, um, it, that doesn't mean that dairy does not provide important nutrients that we need in our diet. Um, you know, again, your doctor went to medical school, a nutritionist, a dietitian, they have knowledge more than just reading um, nutrition.gov, you know, and they can guide you more into picking something that's good for you. Um, it, in today's trends, there is definitely not only a focus on a healthy weight, but more and more we're seeing a focus on healthy eating patterns to, su- um, to support healthy body weight. Uh, again, yes, there is still that focus on weight, but I, what I like to focus, especially for myself, is a healthy eating, eating pattern, you know, because you don't want, you, you want to live a full life. Anyway, I'll start I'll, moving on. Um, there's been a focus on the Mediterranean diet and vegetarianism, really pushing those diets, um, that are, uh, a lot of lean, low-fat proteins, vegetables, uh, fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, um, you know, very little fried foods, uh, it, you know, and that's, the, that's not to say that's the only diet that is available to provide full nutrition, but, you know, you got to start someplace, and that is, that's, the most popular right now. Um, it's also recommended to have a variety of foods and beverages in your diet so you're not eating the same things every day. And this is just to make sure you're getting the right amount of proteins and, veg- and vitamins and minerals. And it is, uh, it is noted that the right amount varies for each individual. It depends heavily on your height, your weight, your age, um, the uh, the your your sex, not your gender, but uh, your body's needs based on your reproductive organs uh, and the level of activity that you have on a daily basis. Um, in America, we especially uh, do battle uh, diets that are high in salt and fat um, and sugars, so there is a push to limit foods that are high in those things. Now, I mentioned earlier that a dietitian or a nutritionist 
would be the best person to kind of talk to to get a feel on what is the best way for you to, to develop a healthy eating plan for yourself. Now, what is the difference? Well, a dietitian is someone who studies food, nutrition, and uh, diet and has a license. Um, they've gone to school, they've obtained a license. A nutritionist does the same thing, but they may not necessarily have a license. Diets are colloquially known as a way of eating food in a regular and supervised fashion to decrease, maintain, or increase body weight. Um, there's been many, many, many diets, um, focused on weight loss over the years. The very first one uh, that we can uh, come across is the Banting diet. And this was developed in 1863 by William Banting. He was an undertaker who was uh, a bit overweight, so he developed a method of eating to help him lose weight and he was he was so successful in it that he shared it in um, a document called Letter on Corpulence Addressed to the Public in which he advocated for four meals a day. Each meal should contain a meat, uh, greens, fruits, and dry wine and the participants should avoid sugar, should avoid sweet foods, uh, salt, uh, starch, beer, milk, and butter. Uh, this diet was so popular that it, uh, the phrase, are you banting, came into popular... Uh, I literally forgot the word for a thing that you say. Popular slang. Um people would ask each other, are, do you bant or are you banting? Um, asking them if they followed this diet or uh, if this was something they partook in. Um, banting was not the only person to develop a diet, though. Uh, Dr. George Cheyenne uh, was an overweight doctor who developed a diet to lose weight for himself. Uh, this is mostly vegetarian. He took in Absolutely no meat, um, only milk and vegetables. Um, and this was not, this is revolutionary certainly for his time, but not for this particular doctor. In 1724, he was already suggesting that fresh air and exercise were an important part of everyday life when he wrote an essay of health and long life which uh, for those for that time in 1724 was honestly quite revolutionary. You know, that's something that we still see our doctors today suggesting. Fresh fruit, fresh air, and exercise. John Rollo um, developed a meatless diet for what we now know as type 2 diabetes. And this diet was based on the discovery of glycosuria in diabetics by Matthew Dobson. John Rollo's diet, uh, parts of it are still followed today and can be found outlined in Notes of a Diabetic Case, which he wrote in 19, 
it's excuse me, in 1797. So on really we've been looking at different ways of eating healthy, of maintaining or losing weight since the Industrial Revolution um, is when most of this literature has come out. Um, there are a few podcasts that get into exactly which diets work and which diets don't work way better than we will ever do here. And one of those is Sawbones, uh, you know, our old favorite. They have a couple of episodes. Uh, they have a weight loss episode. They have an episode on the Salisbury diet and an episode on the ketogenic diet. Um, and they can recommend or give you more history or insight into that much better than we can here. Um, also, the podcast Ologies spoke with a glycobiologist, which is someone who studies carbohydrates, and that will give you an even better idea of how that particular macronutrient works. Um, most modern diets are based somewhat on the Banting diet, which is amazing that it's still so popular today. The most diets as we know them, I would say, are focused on weight loss. I know that the definition says maintain or increase, but most diets are focused on weight loss. Um, the most popular, the first book to become a weight loss bestseller was Diet and Health with the Key to Calories, uh, which was written in 1918 by Lulu Hunt Peters, and it's still in print today. Um, there are so, 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 so many diets, uh, almost all of them having a focus on losing weight. There are low fat diets, low carb diets, low calorie diets, super low calorie diets, which, um, is known more often as crash dieting and every source that I could find highly discouraged crash dieting. There was meal timing uh, diets, and this, this there are a couple different kinds of meal timing diets. There's intermittent fasting, skipping entire meals, um, or a diet where you have well timed, well placed snacks before meals. Uh, there's a diet recommended for those who are, deal with glycemic issues, which calls for six small meals a day, or which can sometimes work out to really just be snacking all day, but a healthy, pointed, targeted snacks and not um, processed junk food. There are detox diets. There are diets for religious purposes. Um, some Christians and uh, Jewish people don't eat shellfish or um, certain kinds of animals that with hooves, they have certain, you know, uh, religious religiotary, whew, religious dietary restrictions based on that. Certain religions don't eat beef. Certain religions don't eat any meat at all. Um, there are environmentally sustainable diets, which honestly, in this day and age of uh, climate change and uh, forest fires and continental fires, uh, it makes sense that more and more of us are thinking about the impact that 
the way we eat uh, has on the world. And it makes sense that people would make choices uh, to change that, you know. So um, for myself, I do struggle with um, eating a properly balanced diet, uh, you know, full of all the vitamins and nutrients that one needs for the day. Uh, and I have, I've tried many a, a fad diet. I think we all have, you know, it's part of the human experience, I would say. And we're not here to discourage you from doing that here today, you know. My goal for myself in 2020 is to be whole, healthy in body, mind, and spirit. And I wish that for you as well. I just wanted to um, get into a little bit of the history um, to provide you with some information as you may or, you know, maybe not. If you're not, that's cool too. But to arm you with information as you sally forth, uh, I know I myself am falling on that bandwagon of getting healthy in the beginning of the year, eating more fruits and vegetables and exercising more. And, you know, knowledge is power, you know? Make good choices for yourself and for your body. And don't be afraid of bringing a doctor into the conversation. Uh, Well, that's it. Uh, Your mom signing out. See you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Um, Again, uh, all of those resources and our research um, sources will be up on uh, the website later. That is autumnsprouts.wixsite.com slash blunderkitchenpod. And that will be available in the show notes and on all of our social media. Um, if you or someone you know needs eating disorder resource help, uh, the link for the National Eating Disorders Association is also up on our link. Uh, there's going to be a couple of great guides to popular diets and um, how to get in touch with a nutritionist. It's just kind of a, a New Year, New You 2020 Central. A couple links to some blogs that I found very helpful on my own journey. You know, just... Uh, it's hard out there. There's a lot of information. We should help each other out wherever we can. See you next time.